Welcome to the Good for Others podcast. I'm your host, John Valencia, and with me today is our producer, Samantha Herod. Hey, guys. Today's podcast is interviewing me. Yeah, John, I want you to talk a little bit about yourself so that our listeners can get to know you. That sounds terrific. So would you like to start with a lightning round question? Let's do it. Okay. Guacamole or salsa? Guacamole. Tortilla chips or potato chips? Tortilla chips. Texting or talking? Texting. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite holiday movie? Elf. Splash Mountain or Space Mountain? Splash Mountain all the way. Flip-flops or sneakers? Flip-flops for sure. And on a more serious note, who inspires you? Hmm, that's a great question. I would say that ever since I was very little, Oprah was always my inspiration. I remember coming home as a little kid and being very inspired by, by how she was helping so many people on her TV show. And I really have it always admired that she's used her wealth and her fame to do good. And that has been truly inspiring for me. Yeah, who doesn't love Oprah? She's amazing. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a few questions. Let's start with um, having you tell us a little about yourself. All right, so I was born and raised here in San Diego. I went to school at the University of San Diego for my undergraduate in business and marketing. And while I was there, I fell in love with their nonprofit program and learned that I could work for an organization that's doing good for others and get paid for it. And so I explored that opportunity. At that time, they only had a minor. Um, But I immediately was drawn to the people and the organizations that the program was connected to. Through that, I started working for a teen center in Santee, California, not too far from the University of San Diego, and really fell in love with helping people. So once I started working at the teen center, I was still going to school and was really enjoying what we were doing. Um, I remember during my, I think my final year at school, the Santana High School shooting happened. And I was working at a teen center, and that moment was devastating. I remember driving frantically to the teen center to find out what had happened. And I think at that moment, I really was inspired by what we were doing in that teen center to help a grieving community and knew that I was going to dedicate the rest of my life to doing that. And so I did. And so I've gone to school. I've worked um, at many different nonprofits, served as CEO for many of them. And I even got my master's in nonprofit management as well. So I have always dedicated my life to the nonprofit sector. There was a moment in my life where I didn't work in the nonprofit world. I had experienced what a lot of people go through called burnout. And I wanted... I really just needed a break from um, the work that I was doing. I was fortunate that I 
started working on developing a new type of holiday lights. And I was pretty excited to be able to be selling those across the United States um, and learned a lot of valuable business skills in that process. So then when I jumped back into the nonprofit world, I felt like that was the perfect fit for me because I was back exactly where I loved to be. So um, that's a little bit about me. Okay. How did your family impact your life? Hmm, That's a great question. I would say that, you know, I grew up in a very... um, it's a pretty small town. I mean, not small as some places, but a smaller community of San Diego out in East County. And uh, my mother uh, raised my sister and I. My sister is six years older than me. And my mom was a single mom, uh, legally blind. So I think that added a lot to my sister and I kind of just growing up a little faster and taking on a lot more responsibilities than most kids. But I will always say that that was probably one of the best things that happened because I really was able to think about life a little differently and was driven to success because I saw my mom working so hard to raise us too. And I wanted to be equally as successful as her. So I know my sister and I have, we are overachievers by trade. But that has allowed us to do very well in our careers. And I'm very grateful for how my family life shaped me. Okay. What are some things that you wish you would have known when you first started your career? So when I was in college, I struggled with what was I going to do with my life? as I think a lot of people do, right? <laughs> but for me, it was really intense. I felt like I needed to know at that moment what the next 50 years of my life was going to be like. And for me, because I didn't have those answers, it was excruciatingly frustrating. And I always kept saying to my friends, I wish I had a crystal ball. I wish I could see what I was going to do so I would know what the path was and then I could be really successful at doing those things. But I figured I... I learned I had to figure it out, and that was really frustrating to me. So I learned to be, to breathe and to be patient and to accept whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but I just need to be ready for it. So I guess what that means is I would tell my younger self to breathe and be patient and enjoy it. I don't think I enjoyed parts of, of like college because I was too frantic and worried about if I was doing the right thing for my trajectory trajectory of my, my career. I think the second thing I would say is that I would trust my gut and say, if you have an idea and it seems crazy, do it. Every time you ever do those things is when you've been the happiest. So when someone says, do you think you should start a Christmas light manufacturing business say yes and run with it if someone says do you want to take this opportunity or this job say yes don't hesitate run with it if you want to start a podcast do it because all of these things have really turned out to be wonderful things i think in 2019 it was kind of the year of yes for me i was saying yes to everything and that's 
allowed me to meet amazing individuals, do a lot of cool stuff like this podcast. I think you would ask me two years ago, you want to do a podcast? I probably said, sure, that sounds great. But this year I was like, or last year I was like, yes, I'm going to do it. I'd also say that relationships matter. I know we talked about it on other podcasts, but that's something I wish I would have known earlier that every relationship you make has so much value and can connect you to so many other things. And making sure that my younger self would say, keep those relationships alive. It's easy to meet someone and have them in your life, but then years go by and somehow they're no longer there. But with technology now, it's a lot easier to stay connected. And I would say stay connected to as many people because that has been one of the the most successful parts of my career. And I think for one more thing I would say is for me to just be my true authentic self. I think growing up in San Diego, I for a long time was not my true authentic self and that was unfortunate. And so I would say be and live your truth, be you be confident, be happy, and enjoy every moment because every single moment matters. Great. Okay. Um, next question I have for you, and it's probably the final question. What made you want to start this podcast? You know, my career has taken me in a lot of different directions. So I've worked for a lot of different organizations and nonprofits. I even was a vice chancellor for um, a community college district here in San Diego. And in all of these different roles, I experienced similar issues. Um, I think in the nonprofit world, our missions are different but the work we do and how we do it are so similar. And we as nonprofits work in silos so many times because we're always going after the same donors or the same granting opportunities or the same whatever it may be. And that's created a lot of competition. And I've learned that when nonprofits unite, and they work together, then they're more successful. And so I've seen a gap in my career throughout the nonprofit world, and I want to be able to figure out what the bridge is. And so for me, bringing together nonprofits and giving them a platform to talk about the amazing things they're doing, give professionals in the nonprofit space valuable tools or tidbits of information on how to do their jobs easier, better, whatever that may be for them. I think all of those these resources in one simple, easy thing as someone's driving to work or driving home from work or whatever it may be can just hear something that's going to make their lives a little better. And for those who don't know about organizations, to be inspired to do good for others. That's you know, we, we were very, very purposeful about what the name of our podcast would be good for others. And if this can roll into a lot of other exciting opportunities down the road, 
I would be very open and excited for that because I just know that these nonprofits need a platform to lift up their voices and share the amazing work that they're doing. So I'm very hopeful and very inspired by the last podcast we've had and the outpouring of responses we've had from people who are really excited about what we're doing and giving us exciting feedback on how we can continue to grow and provide more podcast episodes in the future. Well, thank you, John, for telling us a little bit more about yourself. Now, to wrap this up, let's do our three wishes segment. Ooh, I love it. All right. Okay, so let's pretend there's a genie in this room. Okay. And he's granting you three wishes. What do you wish for? All right, so my first wish would be that every nonprofit throughout the world would have all of the resources that they need to transform their community. That would be my first wish. I think most nonprofits are always struggling with figuring out how to make ends meet. But if they had all the resources they need to support their local communities and do that great work that they want, then our world would be significantly better. So that'd be my first wish. Wish number two, I would wish that anyone who has any sort of ailment, illness, sickness, whatever it may be, would be instantly cured and there would be no more illness. People would just die on their 100th birthday, (laughs) whatever it may be, something easy. I think that's for me, my mom, you know, legally blind. I've always wished that she could see again. So I would say if everyone could just be happy and healthy and do really great work and help each other, that would make our world a lot better. And my third wish would be that my pets could live as long as I do. That is um, a wish I've always wanted. Now, in a previous podcast, a guest had said that that's not fair because then the dog or animal would be like decrepit and sick and old and that's not fair for them. No. Again, this goes back to my first wish <laughs> where everyone gets to live on this planet healthy and happy. So my dog would live equally healthy as happy and no ailments and I would get to love those animals as long as I live. That would be my third wish. Okay, thank you, John. Those are some great wishes. Well, thank you, Sam, for interviewing me today. And um, if you have any questions or you want to reach out, feel free to drop us a note. We are always open to questions from our audience. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to the Good for Others podcast. We hope today that you've heard something that inspires you to do good for others. 